Hello, listeners. I welcome you to the Asia-Pacific edition of the Herbert Smith Freehills Construction Law Masters podcast. I am Hugh Kien Hyong, a partner of Herbert Smith Freehills and joint head of construction and infrastructure disputes based in our China offices. I recently had the pleasure to speak with Mr. John Bishop, one of the world's preeminent construction lawyers. John has 50 years of experience in the legal and construction industries. He has handled hundreds of international construction, engineering, and energy-related disputes as counsel, arbitrator, adjudicator, dispute board member, and mediator in many countries around the world. John is currently practicing as a full-time independent arbitrator, we had a very interesting and engaging discussion on a variety of issues relating to the development of construction law and international arbitration. We went as far back as 50 years ago to a time when John had just started his legal career in London as a very young construction lawyer embarking on what eventually turned out to be a stellar career in construction law. You can find the full podcast on our website, and it is also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. As the full interview is more than an hour long, we have broken down the more interesting parts of the interview into smaller sound bites. In this soundbite, John shares with us his personal experience on the use of alternative dispute resolution methods on the landmark Channel Tunnel project. During your time as a practicing lawyer, before you decided to become a full-time arbitrator, uh, you have worked on a number of very significant projects. Are there any that were particularly memorable for you and why? Uh, if I may, another significant uh, project for me uh, was the Channel Tunnel project. Um, you will know that it was, in its day, it was one of the biggest infrastructure projects in the world. and. Uh, uh, I headed up um, my firm's team uh, handling the numerous claims and disputes that arose from this massive project. And we worked jointly with um, French law firms, one in particular generally. Um, and the reason was that the contracting group was made up of five uh, English contractors and a consortium of five French contractors. And this was an interesting project for many reasons. First of all, it was highly public. Everything that happened uh, got in the press somehow. Um, it had been Margaret Thatcher's pet project. And on her principles of financing, she had said there will be no public funding of this project. So it had to be privately financed, which was novel in those days. There was then the issue of how you balance the, these two cultures. And not me, but somebody came up with the law clause to govern the contract, which said that the parties were to apply the common principles of English and French law. And in the absence of such common principles, the contract was to be governed by general principles of international trade law as applied by national and international tribunals. I stress I wasn't the author of the clause, and I and my uh, opponents, uh, we never really got to grips with uh, exactly what law we were applying. 
Um, the contract, though, contained an uh, ADR provision involving what's called the disputes panel. Uh, it was similar to a dispute board today, although we didn't know the word DAB or dispute adjudication board in those days. And it did actually adopt um, some dispute avoidance techniques. And uh, there were a very large number, more than 20 uh, disputes, if I recall correctly, referred to it from uh, some technical issues to one claim uh, by the contractor for over a billion pounds on the basis that the uh, fixed prices for the fixed equipment uh, should no longer be applicable because of multiple changes. Uh, and I've often said in talks and other places that, in my opinion, without that dispute panel, certainly some of the leading contractors involved in the project would not have survived financially. And indeed, the project may not even have been completed or not completed as intended at that stage. And only one of those panel decisions was uh, challenged in arbitration. So they did a great job. And the project also resulted in a leading House of Lords case um, because what happened is the contractors threatened to suspend performance of work because the employer was refusing to recognize a major variation and to pay for it. The employer went to the English courts to try and get an injunction to try to prevent the contractors from stopping work or stopping work on that part of the project. And the contractors sought to have the proceedings stayed uh, from the English courts on the basis of a disputes clause, which involved the panel that I've described and ICC arbitration in a neutral country, name, namely Belgium. Um, and the main speech in that, uh, which really bears reading because I thought it was brilliant, was by one of the great arbitration lawyers of our time, one of the great lawyers, but particularly arbitration lawyers of our time, Michael Mustel. And that case has become a leading authority uh, on a number of issues, uh, such as the inherent jurisdiction of English courts to grant a stay in proceedings brought in breach of an ADR clause, um, uh, choice of curial law and arbitration, a uh, statement about the suspension of work and the granting of injunctions. So forgive me for reminiscing again, but those are two uh, memorable cases in my career. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.